Hello, this is Health Scope, a health program which examines trending health issues and topics of discourse and aims to inform the public on current health issues of concern and help make better health decisions. Stay tuned and let's be healthily informed. Now, um, Saturday, the 6th of February 2021, was International Day of Zero Tolerance for Female Genital Mutilation, and the theme for this year was No Time for Global Inaction, Unite, Fund, and Act to End Female Genital Mutilation. Now, despite being recognized as a human rights violation, 200 million girls and women have undergone female genital mutilation, and it's it's, um, if current rates persist, an estimated 68 million more girls and women will be caught through female genital mutilation between the years 2015 and 2030. Now, we are currently in the year 2021, so it seems we are kind of in the middle and it's a good opportunity to reevaluate and understand better what this problem is all about moving forward as we approach 2030. In 2012, the United Nations General Assembly designated February the 6th to amplify and drive efforts on eliminating the practice of female genital mutilation. What exactly do we mean when we say female genital mutilation? Um, and what exactly does this day imply? Today on the show, I'll be bringing in a guest that will help add spice to today's discussion and give better insights on this topic of discourse. She's a um, female rights activist and also a physiologist. She'll be joining me on the show. And I'm sure you definitely want to stay and um, listen to what we have to discuss as regards female genital mutilation. And yes, thank you for staying tuned. This is still Health School. And if this is your first time joining us, Health Scope is a health program where we discuss trending health issues and to, to basically keep you better informed on living a healthier lifestyle. And today on the show, we are discussing female genital mutilation. Now, um, to put it in my own words, in layman's, as, um, in layman's term as, as I can, is um, female genital mutilation involves the partial or total removal of the external female genitalia or other injury to female genital organs for non-medical reasons. And I also told you that Saturday, the 6th of February, 2021, was the International Day of Zero Tolerance for Female Genital Mutilation. And that um, spiked, you know, today's, uh, that spurred on today's topic of discourse as it provides an opportunity to look into this topic of discourse that some people have said is part of their culture but science has said it is an evil thing and in fact it has been i mean in certain areas prescribed as a human rights violation and like i said earlier joining me today on the show i'm not alone um, I have a special guest in the studio, uh, not in the studio, but uh, I, I connected her more like with a special guest who will be adding input on today's discussion. She is Allen Omoroyi. She's a physiologist and a strong advocate for women empowerment. And she's joining us all the way from Lagos. Good evening and welcome to Health Scope, Allen. 
Hi, good evening. How are you doing? Nice, nice to have you on the show today. How are you doing this beautiful evening? I'm fine. Mm. Thank you very much for inviting me to your show. It's lovely. De definitely. I mean, when I looked at the, the topic, I knew definitely. I mean, someone as um, strong and as vocal as um, you are, um, as when, whenever it relates to women's rights, will be someone, I mean, to add imputes on, on today's um, topic of discourse. And I hear today is also a special day of yours, but uh, we'll get back into that much, much later in the show. But for now, um, let's get uh, uh, to this topic of discourse now, which is um, an, indeed a very serious um, matter, female genital mutilation. It sounds like a, a lot of grammar for the average person on the street that doesn't really, you know, I mean, follow this old grammar. When you say female, okay, people know female has to do with girls, genital mutilation. That might be a bit confusing. So putting it um, as simple, as simple as you can, what is um, female genital mutilation? Okay, Ismail, thank you very much. Mm. So I'm putting, I'm gonna try and put it as in lay as layman as possible. Mm, we'll appreciate it that. Is basically, whenever I hear mutilation, mm -hmm. whenever I hear mutilation, it means an injury. Mm. It means an infringement. It means you are causing harm to a person. Mm. So a female genital is causing harm to the genitalia of a woman. It's very mm. basic. You are injuring. You are causing injury to. The, the reproductive system of a woman is as simple as that. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, when we look at this, I mean, say, I mean, it's causing injury to the genitals of a woman. Obviously, from the description, it sounds bad already. So, why is it practiced in certain? Why is it? Why does it even exist in the first place? Okay. Well. Thank you for that question. Mm. I've done a whole lot of research on this mm. for more than five years, basically. And what and the, the 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 basic term for it is the patriarchal setting in which we live in, mm. whereby the men to look at women as second option, second best, mm. second to the man, whereby they are trying to basically women are born into the world to serve men either in marriage in relationships in life generally mm. so you know this culture was imbibed to protect the woman for the man in the future mm. uh, and then um, quickly i mean how I did it yeah yeah i mean just can you give us an insight into its origin how or perhaps where did it start how did it come up at all okay okay so from my studies mm. it shows that there's no particular place exactly where it came up about mm. but the places where you know when you when you really tr try and trace to mm. is africa interesting Egypt, so it actually originates from africa africa yes wow. you know, those kind of things most like those kind of those, those kind of cultures mm. are usually i mean i mean yes we know the world is patriarchal but africa is not on another level mm. when it comes to women mm. you know so definitely africa okay okay so i mean looking at um f this female genital mutilation i mean what are they uh, um classifications or of course of course there are classifications to almost everything to almost every disease mm. to almost every you know drugs to mm. almost every basically almost everything you can um describe mm. in medicine mm. so in for female genital mutilation there are four classifications okay I will not use big medical English Please don't. because of my people out there. Please so don't. We'll appreciate <laughs> I'm just that. I'm going to use basic stuff. Mm. Okay. So, um, we have type 1. Mm. Type 1 is, um, 
okay i'm trying to ex- i'm trying to find a way to explain it okay okay type one is when you just remove a, a part mm-hmm. or or total removal of the the, the skin let me say the surface of the vagina of the clitoris mm. so it's just like removing the top skin from that part so this usually leads to desensitivity where when women grow up they usually don't get to enjoy sex as a normal woman without you know mm. that did not experience fgm okay. so that's one of the reasons that's the type one that's type one so we have type two yes type 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 one is just removal of the skin mm. type two is the removal, the complete or total removal, or partial or total removal of the clitoris itself. You know, that small thing, that small sensitive thing on a woman's reproductive mm-hmm. system mm. that looks, they, they, people in layman, it's called the, um, the female pen, penis, mm. but it's called the clitoris. Mm. Yes, so that's, that's a complete removal of that thing as a whole. Okay, that's type two. So that is the type two. That's okay. type two. Wow. Yes. Mm. Then we have the type three. Actually, is what I call inhumane. It's very inhumane. I, that's how, that's how I see it. It's crazy and he, inhumane. The big English term for it is called infibulation. Hmm. But in layman's term, what it what what do is they sew or they suture the vagina wow. and make the hole and leave a very tiny hole left. The aim of this is to prevent the woman from um, um, sleeping around hmm. with any other person before her husband. And guess the worst part about this when she gets married to the man they have to they have to take mm. out the suture oh god that was already there so imagine imagine the pain and the trauma that she experienced first of hmm. all when she was a child now when she's a grown woman when she's married hmm. then imagine, i just I, just, I just wanted to try and imagine taking out the suture before I, she has i'm trying to imagine it's, it's definitely not a pleasant experience at all it's not trust hmm. me taking out the suture before she had the intercourse with her husband hmm. then her husband now having intercourse with her as it took out as it just t- hmm. took out a fresh a fresh suture hmm. just try and imagine that kind of thing you get so that's um type, type three, three. Hmm. Yes, that's type three in, in fibrillation okay. so the 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 removal of the suture is called de-infibulation that's just the big english okay I'm, I'm sure you understand what i'm saying i i, I understand so, uh, we have type <laughs> yes we have type four. Oh, there's type a type four, four too other... yes, interesting four. okay four other harmful procedures or other harmful things that are done that oh. are not um included in type one type two type three for example piercing incising scraping hmm. pricking you know i don't know if you've seen these stories where somebody will rape a girl after he rapes the girl they'll put nails and put other objects in her in her in her genitals hmm. that is type four female genital mutilation wow thank you very much for breaking it down for us you know and like while you were describing it you know i was i mean i wasn't comfortable at all i mean they don't sound pleasant in any way or form so what effect does this have on the girl child or woman that undergoes that undergoes this kind of um procedures if i might say all right so one of the reasons i love talking about this is because um, I, I will tell you the, the, the effect. Mm. Okay, you know, in everything in life, there's a positive and there's a negative, mm. right? Mm. Even even down to poisons. When they were teaching us pharmacology in school, mm. they said even poisons, mm, mm. every drug is a poison at the right dose, meaning there's a positive to everything and there's a negative to everything. Okay. 
no matter how negative the thing is, there's always a positive. Now, okay. female genital mutilation has literally no positive effect. Oh, interesting. So, I, I, I actually thought no, you were going to say there was a positive in, I mean, effect. I was looking forward to seeing that. So, so basically, <laughs> there is no positive in any way to this. It's just, no, it's just a cultural no. practice, I mean, for, to try to prevent the girl from sleeping around. Exactly. Wow. It's, it's just to limit women to, hmm. you know, you don't want to sleep to, around. To keep them so under the control. Of, hmm. Yes, literally. Hmm. It, takes, it takes away the control of what to do with their body wow. themselves. So let's go back so to the effects now. Yes. I don't, I, I prefer not to call it effect, but let's call it complications. Okay. Because it's negative. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's okay, I understand you now because, I mean, effects so, could be positive and negative. But since, positive, it's, since this is totally positive. negative... Let's say complications then. Complications. Hmm. Exactly. Yes. So now for the complications, we have both short-term complications, that's immediate complications, and long-term complications. Now for the short-term complications, we have severe pain, excessive bleeding. Literally, I'm sure there are some percentage of women that bled to death because hmm. when it started, they were like, you know, the people that were doing medically inclined. Hmm. So they did it without expertise. So some of them bled to death. Hmm. Some of the women bled to death. Then we have urinary problems. All these are under immediate complications. You know, urinary problems, shock, and I said before, death. Hmm. Also genital tissue swelling. Some of them because of the infections. You know, different people with their different kind of body hmm. bodies. Yes. So some of them are uh, they, they react so much. They are, they, 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 the genitals swell. It becomes so infected. Some of that infection even leads to tetany. That's tetanus. When hmm. she starts tetanus infection. And she hmm. just dies from there. Because they are using yeah. sharp objects. I mean, that might not be yes, sterilized. Exactly. Sterilized, yes. Wow. So, wow. so it's, it's, it's literally it's painful. Hmm. And we don't even know if these people are using anesthetics. Hmm. Just the woman is just there. Undergoing the pain for for this kind of thing. Exactly. But, you, pain, yeah, you spoke. You mentioned. You spoke about the fact that um, to an extent, it is usually used to try to control the girl from getting her to, I mean, be wayward and and have illicit um, sexual um, activities. Yes. When she now eventually gets to have sexual activities, is there any effect? Is there any effect on the on her oh. sex life? Yes. Yes, During... yes, a whole lot of negative effects. Okay. But, um, okay, the long-term complications, you know, even if you've succeeded in doing it and then you go up mm. and you get married, first of all, it's psychological issues, psychological problems, mm. depression, anxiety, you know, low self-esteem. It makes you wonder, am I really human? Mm. Why was I treated less human in the first place? Mm. You know, it leads to a whole lot of psychological issues. Mm. That's one then um you know um sexual problems hmm. because of it because of these okay for example type three where they so the there's vagina, a tying hmm. there's a suturing of some sort god bless you when it's the suture you know then how do you how do you want to have sex with this lady when she literally just you know removed this the 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 the, 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 the suture Hmm. from her from her private but you know this it, it causes a whole lot of se sexual hmm. problems wow. we also have menstrual problems painful menstruation dysmenorrhea hmm. we also have vaginal problems you know um dispatch itching bacterial vaginosis you know other wow. long-term infections that can you know go ahead with uh, it. Is, 
it, it seems like a, like a really extensive problem here. Uh, it's really a gory gory thing to to even think about. It's a, it's a terrible thing. Okay, I then think there's one there's one one extra thing: painful mm. urination. Okay, that's it's terrible. It's one of the most terrible things. I mean, one of hmm. one, you go on, go on. One of the um, signs of um, infections, one of the signs of some certain infections, hmm. is painful urination. Hmm. So she's lost or she's confused in that. Am I infected by something, hmm. or is it just because of this FGM thing that I experienced when I was younger hmm. that I'm having urinary problems? You know, wow. it's a whole lot of hmm. confusion for. So basically, in a nutshell, a whole lot of um, um, problems can arise to the female reproductive system as a whole from yes, this um, female geni genital yes. mutilation. Um, really, yeah. really, uh, there, I mean, there's, there's also difficulty in childbirth. Oh, yes. that's, that's also arises. Wow, wow. I mean, so, so look. The thing you're grooming them for, mm. you're making it hard for yeah, them. Yeah, you're making it worse. You're trying to preserve them for marriage or and whatever. For and then it ends up complicating it. So, a really, really sad exactly. one there. But, but, but let's look at now how widespread is this um, problem? I mean, how, how common is it in our society? Okay, well, I'm going to be talking about Africa because that's where it is mostly practiced. Yes. And that's where the, 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 the data was mm. collected. Mm. So we have over 200 million girls and women alive today that has experienced the practice. Mm. Wow. And we have over 3 million girls that are estimated to, to be at risk. We are considering Nigeria, mm. the north to be precise. Mm. I mean that that that's a that's a huge figure. So over over two hundred um, women and girls. Uh -huh. Quickly, I I think yes. I should also clarify who is more at risk now. Is it children or women or adolescents or just females generally? Well, it's most likely going to be children okay. because you know the way they do circumcision in male children. Mm. It's usually from when they, they are they younger. Do this. Exactly, they okay. do it from when they're younger. Exactly, mm. that's that age range. Mm. Interesting, interesting. I think it also begs the question: if something like this has been on for so long, I mean, this discussion comes up, you know, once in a while. I've been hearing it for the longest time before I even know, before I even knew the meaning of mutilation in the first place. Why has it remained persistent over time? Mm, okay, well, once again, it still boils down to patriarchy. Hmm. It still boils down to a society that believes that women are second class, that women were born. You know, you know, even in Africa, hmm. we 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 groom girls, we tell girls to limit themselves. Hmm. That basically what they are, what they were born for, is marriage, is for a man. You know, I don't know if you've heard this term. What will you? Um, you have to learn how to cook. Or hmm. what would you serve your husband? Hmm. You know, basically the girl child is groomed basically for marriage. Hmm. You hardly hear. Um, you better learn how to read and write. Too. You could mm. be the future. You could be the president in the future. Mm. No, you it's better learn how to read and write too, so you can teach your children how to read and write. There's it always boils down to the societal mm. patriarchy. Mm. Oh, I, 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 I get you. Get you there. I mean, it's like yes. the, the, for ladies, it's usually that focus is the focus is usually on 
marriage, on being submissive to your husband and all that. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's basically what a woman is born for is for marriage. Mm, okay. Interesting. That's how society is. Okay. Okay. Now, now, now let's come to action now. Things that are being done against it. And one of those things was um, the setting up or the um, how do I put the surfacing of the International Day of Zero Tolerance for this um, female yes. genital mutilation. I think that was um, way back in um, 2012. Now, this year's team, um, no time for global inaction. Unite, fund, and act to end female genital mutilation. Looking at the whole, um, looking at female genital mutilation, the year we find ourselves in, what is the aim, generally, of this International Day of Zero Tolerance for FGM? What was the, what does it seek to achieve, especially at this point in time? Well, at this point in time, hmm. because we have got we we as women, cherry feminists, hmm. proudly I am one, we have done a whole lot of sensitization. Hmm. You know, you know, because of the advent of social media, um, you know, the hmm. media houses, it's been easy. It's hmm. easier. Let me use the word easier okay. to spread the word. But guess what? It's not just about um, 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 spreading the word on social. Media. Hmm. It also involves about. It also involves men. Hmm. Personally, I believe that these patriarchal ideas can be quite. Not as women are fighting and women are talking and speaking of it's good, yes. But I believe men has a big role to play. Hmm. It could be as simple as even when you're on the bus and hmm. someone is talking about it, hmm. and you and you you scold the person right there and there. Excuse me, sir. That is very wrong. There's no positive effect for this. There's a negative effect for this. Right there and there. Mm. That is to me. That is the. That is the easy. Because I call it ground zero education. It's everybody to the lowest level, down mm. to the conductor, down to the the beggar on the street. Mm. Everybody. Once this mindset is taken out, that women are better, not just for marriage. There are other things they want to achieve in life. Mm. Once we have this idea. These patriarchal things will start breaking down little by little and we finally get to our goal. Mm, interesting. And um, speaking about goals now, what are some of the successes? Has they, I mean, over time, has there been any positive um, impact, this um, movement against the, I mean, calling for the end of female genital mutilation? What are some high points? What are some positives? Um, so, some of the achievements, basically, that has been made in this fight against female um, genital mutilation? Well, a lot, really, at least some countries I know in Africa have set up um, 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 laws that include harassment, that's against harassment. So okay. if you get if, if you harass or mutilate a woman, you basically get to go to jail. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some laws that are, you know, protecting the female gender. Mm -hmm. In Nigeria, we have NGOs springing up from every corner that are against rape, against FGM, you know, that mm -hmm. is defending women both in the court of law and mm -hmm. outside the court of law. So yes, I would say we have made significant progress and we're getting there and we'll get there. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure that's the that's the goal of everybody. Um, I have a text yes. message here, John texting from Oka, and John John wants to know if um, there's a link between female genital mutilation and HIV/AIDS. Can you um, answer that? Is there is there a link between female genital mutilation and HIV? Of course, mm. there is. Okay, so female genital mutilation is. Um, they use in this situation. They use and usually they're non-medical people. They use um, um sterilized equipment. Mm. You know, 
they don't even do it properly. Sometimes the woman is bleeding. Sometimes they, they don't protect themselves properly. So when you use sterilized equipment, for example, that's not there. If this, this equipment is already infected, you already infected the woman. That's one. Second, if you don't protect yourself, that's the person that is doing the the procedure. Mm. Let's say the, the person has a cut on his or her arm mm. or, or, his, or, or his hand or her hand. There's an injury. Uh, there's an open injury. And the process you are cutting somebody, mm. you are cutting the lady. The injury touches the lady. What do you think happens? Infection. Hmm. So maybe the, the percentage of HIV may not be so much from this particular practice. Hmm. The percentage will not be up to 5%, hmm. but there's a link, there's okay. a possibility. Okay. Now, I, I have another text message here. It's asking, is it right, I mean, can female genital mutilation be carried out by a doctor, someone qualified to carry out um, procedures? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, are you there? Okay. I mean, since I mean, yes, I, and I and I think I understand the rationale for this question. I mean, since in most yes. of the way the way it's done locally is usually I yes. mean, unsterilized equipment and all that. So it's, it wants to yes. know: can it be done by a skilled medical? I mean, personnel perhaps. And no. Yes, it can. Oh, okay. But in some countries, it's a crime. Hmm. Even the World Health Organization. It's against completely your license can be revoked. It's completely against the code of ethics because okay. you are inflicting injury and you are you are causing harm to mm. a person. It's an infringement on human rights. Mm. And that's one of the things that the World Health Organization talks about. And that's one of the things that is that one of the things that medicine as a whole, the core of medicine is human rights. You're supposed yes. to protect mm. and, human rights. And, and, and mean, officially it has been recognized as a human rights violation. In certain countries, exactly. Hmm. Okay, so yes. doctors are not so even allowed to do to do that kind of um, thing. No, okay. not even medical people, nurses. No, okay, not so allowed. okay. I mean, so there you have it, Jennifer, texting from um, Oka. Um, you, I, I hope that answers your question. Now, coming back to my own questions, uh, I mean, we've spoken on some of the successes you've recorded as regards and female genital mutilation, the way, I mean, there's now more sensitization and all that. Um, but what are some of the challenges you are still being faced with? You mentioned the fact about the patriarchy and all that. I mean, are there other challenges or is this, it just boils down to that mainly, the fact that you are in a male-dominated environment? Okay, okay, I like, I love your question. Thank mm. you very much for this question. Okay, okay so there's, there's, there's something called, let me, I'm going to define some terms to you mm. to be able to break down. There's something called misogyny. Misogyny okay. is when a man doesn't like the success of a woman, doesn't like a woman, doesn't like women excelling generally mm. above him. Mm. That's misogyny. Okay. There's something called misandry. It's mm. the other way around when a woman doesn't like. Now, Usually, we battle misogyny. Feminists or the women battle misogyny. Hmm. Now, do you also know that there are women that are also misogynists? Okay. There are that, women that doesn't. Like, that's basically women, women that don't like women. Exactly, okay. but it's called. It's not called misogyny. It's called internalized misogyny. Hmm. But that your own gender does not like you. Hmm. So another perpetrator of this FGM hmm. is because of internalized misogyny. Women. Hmm. Yes. Mm, so women build this idea. Women are also the problem in a way. It's like they build this idea that as a woman you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. So they support the patriarchal idea. Unknown to them, many of them don't even know what they are doing. Mm. They just look at it that it is normal. This has I mean it is tradition. You know, we, we respect tradition, tradition a lot. Yeah. Mm. 
respect, as you must respect tradition. You have no say. You cannot challenge the tradition. It was mm. made before you. You know. Mm. So that's another we feel. Our own gender fighting us. Mm. So that that is also, I mean, a challenge yes. in, in fighting female gender mutilation. All right, I have another call. Challenge. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. What's your What's your name? Where you calling? Where are you calling from? Okay, Raphael calling from Nice. What's your question or contribution on today's topic? Quickly, you you have two minutes. Oh, all right, all right. I I get your point. Thank you, thank thank you for your for your contribution, Raphael calling from Nice. Um, now coming back to you, Alan. Raphael from Nice is saying he actually likes the tradition because he feels women of nowadays don't have respect he feels this kind of um, moves uh, is something that was practiced in the past and and they seemed women seemingly turned well they turned out well i mean despite this tradition what what do you say to that so whenever i hear men say respect submission hmm. Hmm. so it just makes me feel like they're predators Hmm. You don't demand for respect. You hmm. don't demand for submission. When you want it, you naturally comes to you. Hmm. It's as simple as that. Okay. Okay. So unless you're meeting a woman that is not that's naturally not respectful, hmm. if you as a man want or deserve respect, you don't see the president of Nigeria going around and say, "Respect me, I'm the president of Nigeria." Hmm. You don't see him saying, "I'm a man, respect me, I'm a man." Respect. No, it doesn't work that way. Hmm. I how about the fact that some people's some people say it makes the girl more modest. Some people that say it makes the girl more modest and less um, wayward of some sort. Okay, so my question is, what is the definition of modesty and waywardness? Hmm. Uh, no, I mean, um, having illicit sexual partners, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I I have someone, I have someone, you know, that said women of back, women back then, you know, I mean, were more behaved, they they were more sexually conservative than women of nowadays, and he said perhaps it could be linked to this kind of thing. What do you make of that? You, the truth is, you know what I, you know what I think, hmm. you know what I think about it in my personal, in my personal view. Hmm. I think you're just angry that you women are beginning to experience the liberty that men. I've always experienced. Mm. You looked at you're looking at it as waywardness. Do you know why you're looking at it as waywardness? Mm. Because she's literally doing the same thing. I've just given examples. Mm. Who is monitoring the waywardness of men? Okay. Who? Nobody's who? Basically from the beginning or from the dawn of time, no one has ever monitored it. No one has ever said, Oh, you you are wayward as a man. Mm. You are sleeping with multiple women. It mm. has been termed normal. Mm. So, so basically, I mean, because of because of time, because of time, they, you feel there's no, I mean, direct correlation between this um, action and being modest, or, or vice versa. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, lastly, the last question I'm from this is um, this, this is um, Kausar texting from Oka also. She says, "How can we contribute generally um, to?" And and I think it's also I think it's a perfect question to close the show. How can we contribute generally to this um, zero, zero tolerance in, in quotes for female genital mutilation? Okay, I'm going to give you two. Two do what I do personally. Okay. Look for NGOs uh, online. Oh. Hmm. Join them. 
Mm. You can you can you you can lend your voice. Sometimes you don't have to be there physically. Sometimes you don't have to even contribute money. Mm. But your voice has power. Mm. Join them online. Whatever they are sharing about it, propagate it on your social media. Mm. So propagate basically, it on get everywhere you can propagate it. So basically, get involved with those that are, I mean, walking yes. towards this um this zero tolerance okay. for for this. Exactly. Mm. Yes, get involved. Then secondly, read. Okay. The thing is. You, why I'm saying read is because I need you to understand what this is exactly. Mm. I need you to understand the nooks and cranny of it. Mm. You feel so there's, you feel there's still a lot of, I mean, I mean, on mi- misunderstanding of of this concept. Mm. Exactly. Mm. The reason for you to read so you can understand is mm. so you can go to educate people around you. Okay. Now, I said educate, not get into an argument or fight. No. Mm. Because sometimes we hear this thing, maybe on the bus, when somebody will say, okay, mm. for example, what Raphael said, mm. that you see it as normal. Mm. There are still some men that believe it. It's mm. your duty. Of course, it's not everybody you educate. educate. Mm. It's your duty to educate. Mm. It's facts and figures. That's what I say, read. Mm. So you can go to educate facts and figures to reason why it does not make any sense. Mm. That's so, the best way you can go. All right. Th- thank you very much. So basically, it boils down to education, to information, to sensitization on the harmful effects of female genital mutilation yes thank you thank you very much for joining me on today's show alan omoruyi thank you very yes, much. yes and and and, and, and alan is a physiologist and strong advocate for women empowerment i'm sure you felt that from uh i mean from uh <laughs> from from our responses to to the questions thank you very much it has been a pleasure i mean discussing this with you and yes, by the way, today is your birthday. I also use the opportunity to say happy, happy birthday to you. And have a wonderful celebration. Thank you very much, darling. Have a lovely day. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Health Scope on Ismailian Banta, the podcast. Do well to subscribe for more awesome programming. Also follow me on social media at Ismail underscore Banta. That is I-S-M-A-I-L underscore B-A-N-T-E-R on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also Ismail Ogulano on Facebook. Till next time, stay safe. Igobi.